0: Okay, last time we talked about why you must pay yourself as an executive director. And if you're still on the fence about that, go on over and watch that video. But spoiler alert, you should be prioritizing your salary. And once I realized that I had to be prioritizing my salary, I was like, okay, this sounds good. I felt really good about, I must get paid in this role. but. I actually didn't know how to pay myself in this role. So just a disclaimer, this video is not for nonprofits that have a you know, large funding system and they already have good accounting practices and they already have salaries built in. This is for the nonprofit that's just getting started. They're bringing in some donor dollars. Maybe they're bringing in some small grants. Um, maybe they're bringing in some program fees and they just don't even really see how they could possibly cut a salary out from their total revenue because it's a small revenue, right? But I'm here to tell you that you want to start prioritizing your salary even when you are bringing in just a very small revenue. You wanna do it from the beginning so that as you grow, you're continuing to grow that salary and you're positioning yourself for growth, meaning that you can bring on other staff members and stuff. So today's video is specifically the tactical stuff on how you actually pay yourself. So let's talk about it. episode 22 of the Harvesting Results Show, where I help you serve others by offering you tools, resources, and advice so that you can nurture those roots to harvest the fruits of all of your hard work and dedication to your unique cause. I'm Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about how you actually pay yourself, how you cut a salary out of small revenue, especially when you're just getting started. Now, if you are just getting started in your nonprofit, or you're wanting to start a nonprofit and you're wondering about paying yourself, then this will be a great video for you. You're also gonna to wanna to go grab my free course, which is the top three mistakes nonprofit startups make do not make the same mistakes that I did not paying myself and I don't want you to make the other ones. So head on over to katulocom startup, grab that free course. That's for you. Okay. So how do you pay yourself? We're going to dive right into this. When you get small amounts of revenue coming in program fees, donations, how do you take out? your salary, especially when it's just small amounts. Right? So let's dive in. I'm actually going to screen share. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, that's okay. You'll still get the basics of what I'm talking about, the how we do this. But when you get a chance, head on over to YouTube so that you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. So the main framework that I'm going to use, we're going to call it salary first. And it is off the model that Mike Michalowicz uses in his book, Profit First, which is a very well-known book for normal businesses, right? For uh, businesses that have profits, but we don't have profits with nonprofits. So we're going to call it salary first, but it's going to use the same principles. If you guys have not read this book yet, I highly recommend it. Go grab it. You can apply a lot of the principles, but I'm going to show you how you can apply some to your nonprofit to get you that salary. So uh, one of the First things that the book goes over is traditional accounting and how the profit first method is different. So traditional accounting takes in the business's revenue and they subtract the business's expenses. So everything that the business brings in for revenue, all of the uh, program fees, all of the sales of products, all of the, you know, speaking engagement fees, like all of the things that you would charge people for. That's all of your revenue. And then all of the expenses, what did it cost to do those things? You know, computers, supplies, paper, software, subscriptions, all of that stuff are expenses, and then you're left with the business's profit, right? So after everything you spend, what's left over of that revenue, that's your profit. Well, profit first formula actually starts with the revenue again. So you have all of your revenue, and then they take out the profit. They set a distinct percentage of a profit that they are going to remove. And then whatever they're left over, whatever's left over, that is what you are allowed to spend so rather than just spending whatever and then having whatever profits left over you are going to be very intentional you're going to remove your profit from the revenue and then you are going to budget all of your expenses with what's left over this ensures that you're putting your profit first and this is really based on kind of a psychology principle, which is that our demand for a resource increases to meet the supply of it. So basically, if I'm gonna give you two weeks to work on a project, you'll take the full two weeks. If I give you, you know, if you have $100,000 in revenue, you're gonna spend $100,000 in revenue. It's very easy, and I can tell you as an owner of two businesses, that as revenue comes in, you start thinking about what you can purchase. You know, oh, now I can afford this, now I can afford that. And, you know, if your income increases, usually the way we are is we find things to spend all that money on, but then you don't have anything left over, right? So if you pull out that profit first, then you reduce the amount left that you have to spend on expenses and you start being more frugal with what you can actually spend. So now I want to talk about Profit first for nonprofits. So we're gonna call this salary first. So the profit first formula, like I said, was revenue comes in, you take out your profit first, and then whatever's left over is what you're allowed to spend on your expenses. We're gonna do the exact same thing. All of your revenue is gonna come in from donors, your revenue is gonna come in from program fees, from merchandise sales, whatever. And you are going to remove a percentage for your salary first. Okay. And then whatever is left is what you can spend on supplies on the rest of your mission, on all of the things you need on your rent, on your overhead, on your phone, on your software subscriptions. All of that comes after you pull out a percentage for your salary. And like I said, your revenue is usually going to be from your donations or your program fees. I know that some revenue comes from grants and grants have a different, they have different implications. They usually have very strict budgets. So we're gonna talk about grants in a minute, but all of your donations, like individual donations and all of your program fees, all of your, um, you know, if you sell shirts or you do, those are really seen as donations, but if you sell things, those all come into this revenue category. Okay, so an overview of the system. Now for profits first, What he says to do is to actually set up five different bank accounts. He actually goes into even more than that. It's a whole thing. I don't think that it's useful to go over that in depth for this conversation. So if you're more interested in that book, go, go read it. But the accounts for profit first essentially are, you're going to have a bank account, literally separate bank accounts. Okay, get that your head wrapped around having this many bank accounts. One for your income. So where all the money goes into. One for your profit, so that is where your profit goes into. One for your taxes, because you have to pay taxes on a regular business. One for your owner's, uh, your owner's compensation or your salary, and then one for operational expenses. So five different bank accounts. Thankfully for nonprofits, it's a lot easier, right? We have no profits, we have no taxes. So the bank accounts then that you would open up for your nonprofit would be revenue, salary and operational expenses so you'd have three different accounts and just stay with me like don't get like oh I don't want to open more accounts and it like there's actually ways that I figured out doing this without opening up accounts so if you're just like completely overwhelmed by the fact that you'd have to open more bank accounts don't be because like the basic principles matter and you can get around the bank accounts thing but the basic principles are really really key here so, one for revenue, one bank account for revenue, one bank account for salary, and one bank account for operational expenses. The accounts for salary first, you're going to have your revenue account. This is where all of your program fees, 100% of your program fees and your donations, all of your revenue comes in and goes into that revenue account. So when you're depositing checks you know, for your nonprofit, when you ask somebody for donations and they write a check to you or whatever, it's all gonna go into this revenue account okay so that goes there and then you have a salary account and you have an operational expenses account which i'm going to call opx because that's what profit first calls it and it's much easier to spell and to say so opx is your operational expenses okay so you have to figure out what works for you but you're going to decide a percentage to take for your salary and a percentage that you're gonna take for your operational expenses. This might be 50%. 50% goes to salary, 50% goes to operational expenses. So once a month, you look at your revenue account where you have put all of your program fees, you've put all of your donations, you've put all your revenue, okay? And you're going to divide that once a month into 50% goes into salary. So say you have $1,000 in um, donations. 500 of that goes into salary, 500 goes into operational expenses. You have to determine what works for you. So, you know, for you, you might be like, that's insane. I'm not going to take 50%. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. Take 10%, take 20%. So that means if $1,000 comes in, you put 10%, $100 towards your salary, and the rest goes to operational expenses. It just depends on how big your overhead is, right? I had a very expensive rent. Um, you know, I was paying, well, it's not expensive now, but whack when I was paying it, it was expensive, $2,500 a month in rent. I had horses and I had grain and I had feed and I had, blah, blah, blah. horses are so expensive. So I might not have been able to do 50%, but you gotta do something because you're gonna pull out that salary first. So figure out what allocations you're gonna do and that's what you're gonna, stick to okay so whether it's 10 and 90 20 80 50 50 i don't care but you're going to have a set percentage that you take out for salary so let's look at this in action so say you have a thousand dollar donation come in then you have another 500 donation come in and then you have two program fees that you collect from participants and they're both 250 dollars so that gives you $2,000 in revenue that came o- came in over the month. Okay? So once a month you sit down and you're like, oh cool, I have $2,000 in revenue in my bank account, in my revenue account, you're going to make a transfer. You're gonna transfer, if you have 50-50, breakdown of salary in OPEX, you're going to put 1,000 into your salary account, you're gonna put 1,000 into your operational expenses account. I want to address some concerns because some people are going to think, "Oh, you know, I couldn't possibly take half of a donation for my salary because I'm, you know, my nonprofit is supposed to only have a certain amount of administrative fees or a certain amount of dollars go to uh, salaries, and so this just wouldn't work for me." Well, I want you to think about this real quick. So, according to the charities revenue or Charities Review Council at least 65% of funds should be spent on total annual expenses for programs. So you should actually be spending 65% on your programs and no more than 35% on fundraising and administration combined. But I want you to know that a good portion of your salary likely can be charged to your programs. So I want you to think about your time. Think about the time that you spend in your nonprofit, go ahead, open a Google sheet and actually map out how many hours a week you spend to administrative stuff that you spend to fundraising and then write out your programs, program one, program two, program three, and just right next to that how many hours you put a week towards the programs. So really think about this. Okay. Cause if you're literally typing up a grant, for operational expenses, you that may go directly to fundraising. If you are spending time cultivating corporate partners, or you're trying to get somebody to pay for a banner that's at your location, okay, that may be fundraising. If you're doing admin, like you're talking to the lighting company to put lights on and you're talking to the water company and you're making sure that your phones work, whatever. Those are administrative costs. But if you are working on typing up a grant to launch this program that's gonna be super successful, I would put that under a program. I mean, that is you literally developing the program that's going to help people and serve your mission. So that is a programmatic expense, okay? If you are actually serving people, that is a programmatic expense. Um, Anything that you're doing that's linked back to a program, even if you're sitting, you know, online and you're ordering supplies, if you're ordering supplies for that program, that is a programmatic thing. Think about the things that you do that are staffing your programs because later on when you get other staff, those staff could be pretty much 100% towards program fees. Those are your program expenses because if you get like a program director that's just going to oversee the program, run it, evaluate it, make the strategic plan for it, all of that, their whole salary will be a program expense. So I imagine that your salary is, you do some administrative stuff, like doing board meetings and having to make sure your bylaws are okay and all that stuff. I'm sure you do some fundraising that's just general fundraising, but I bet you most of your time is broken down into your actual mission areas or your programs. So. If you break it down, say you spend 10 hours on program one, 10 hours on program two, 10 hours on program three, you spend five hours on fundraising and five hours on administration. Well you actually have 75% of your salary going to programs. So if you take the thousand dollars in a month and say you only get 2000 for the month and you take a thousand for your salary, well, 75% of that thousand, so $750 actually is going towards programs. So you don't need to be like, oh, we're putting you know, 50% towards salaries. Well, no, that salary is broken down for programs, fundraising and administration. So don't worry about that. Now, grants should have very strict budgets. So if you are applying for a grant, usually you develop a budget, that goes with that grant and the budget may say, you know, that it specifically pays for some of your time, that it pays for contractor time. It pays for specific supplies. It pays for, uh, software platforms. It pays for, uh, you know, research and development, whatever it pays for. Um, it may be very specifically laid out. So you're not going to take in, uh, you know, $10,000 for a grant and go, Oh, I'm going to put 5,000 directly in my salary. No, that grant already had a very specific budget that you should be going by. And so you're going to treat that differently. Um, and you know, you can even have a separate account specifically for grants so that you have everything really clear and you're only going to slide into the salary portion, what part of that grant was dedicated to salary. And then you can slide into operational expenses, all the parts of that grant that were specific to operational expenses, whatever you need to do to kind of track exactly how you're spending for that grant. But for this, I'm really talking about all of your revenue that comes in from from program fees, from selling merch, from, um, donors, individual donors, people that give $50 a month. Um, those are the ones that are going to go directly into your revenue. And that's the one I'm really talking about setting a 10%, 20%, whatever it is, set it now and start sliding that over into salary recap. You're going to get all of these program fees and donations. They're going to go into your revenue once a month. You're going to put A certain percentage into your salary and a certain percentage into operational expenses. Now, say you do the thousand dollars and say you slide five hundred dollars into your salary and five hundred dollars into your operational expenses. The next month you do the same thing: five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Okay, now you have five, now you have a thousand dollars in your salary and you have a thousand dollars in your operating expenses. Well, what do you do? Do you just go, okay, well, I guess now that I have $500 sitting in my salary, I'm just going to take $500 and transfer that to my bank or write me a check. Um, well, you could, but what I like to do, especially if you aren't paying yourself now, if you're not paying yourself anything, do this for a few months, get used to it. And what I personally like to do is, even with my personal businesses, is I wait until my salary account has about six months worth of some type of regular pay in it. So let's say you want to start just paying yourself $500 a month, just something, right? It's good to get in the practice of paying something. Well, you would need $3,000 in that account before you start paying yourself. That way you can take out $500, but you know that for the next six months you will be paid $500. Because what's sustainable, right? You... We all want to know that like, we're not just going to get paid 500 this month or 2000 this month that like, we're going to get paid that amount for like, that you can count on that amount that you can budget in your personal budget that you can budget for that income coming in. And what that also does is if you save up six months worth of some salary. Now, if you think that your salary should be that you should be taking home $2,000 a month or $4,000 a month. Uh, that's fine. But if you have no revenue to really back up that amount of a salary, I would rather you start with a, start with a smaller amount that you can get regularly, um, rather than taking 4,000 one month and taking 500 the next, and, you know, having to switch that around all the time. So start with 500, you know, if you're a smaller nonprofit and you just have, you know, you have to wait a little bit for it to come up to, for the account to come up to 3,000 then once it's at three thousand, start taking five hundred. But what that does is you aren't going to go through that three thousand for six months, right? You've got six months worth of five hundred dollar uh, payouts to you, and in that six months, you should be continuing to do the fifty percent into that account of all of your revenue. So hopefully, it starts to build and build and build, and then maybe as soon as you have six thousand dollars in that account, you give yourself a raise and you can't make all these decisions, right? This is uh, your board needs to, but I know a lot of nonprofits that are just starting out and the board. Doesn't have, doesn't know these things. Okay. So you might need to bring this to your board and you show them that you have been able to stay in your operating expenses budget. And now your salary account has $6,000 in it, which allows you to take a thousand dollars a month for the next six months okay and so you take so you ask them you know can i have a raise can i go from 500 to a thousand i've got it there in the account for the next six months and then when you get your account up to twelve thousand dollars in there you can say can i have two thousand dollars a month look i've I've been able to keep um, padding this account while taking a regular income So that is really how I want you to think about it. Bring in all your program fees and donations, slide your salary over. Again, if it's only 10%, that's fine. I just want it to be something. Make sure that you keep your operating expenses in that other percentage that you set, in that operating expenses allocation, whatever you set, whether it's 90%, 80%, 50%, keep all of your operating expenses there. If you can't run your business on that, then you need to make some changes. Okay. You might need to apply for some grants. You might need to really focus on fundraising, right? Bringing in more revenue so that you can do that. Talking to your board about, Hey, this isn't a sustainable model, whatever. Okay. But you need to be able to run your business, your nonprofit in whatever is in that operating expenses account. Okay. I hope that this was helpful. If you guys have, I know this is a lot in my head and what I have figured out, but if it was confusing at all, you know, ask questions, uh, comment below. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. And, um, if you are able to implement this model and actually start paying yourself or start getting that salary account looking up, I, I would love to see that. Now, if you guys are like, I'm not going to make three different accounts and that's an accounting nightmare. I don't feel like doing that. You can do this on a Google spreadsheet. You know, you can just put your different accounts on a spreadsheet, put what's coming in your revenue, see how that's broken down and see how your total bank account of your nonprofit should be broken down looking at a Google spreadsheet. So don't feel like you have to open accounts, but I want you to be setting aside certain percentages. Let me know if this was helpful and more importantly, let me know if you feel more confident now setting your salary aside. All right, guys, thank you so much for your service to this world until next time.